And that's Lisa, and this week we watched American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace. I love this so much. I know that you love this so much. I do. And I know exactly why you love it so much. It's murder and fashion. I do love fashion. Well, you know what it is? It's funny because I remember this very, very well. It was a bad year. It was a bad year for fashion. Mm. 97. We had Versace that died in July. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a month later, Princess Diana died. I, I, I really? Yeah. It was a, it was only, like, a month and a half apart. That's a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. That's two big fashion icons gone. Do you think the new princesses feel a lot of pressure to be fashion icons the way that Di was? <sighs> Well, and that's the thing, you know, Di kind of wasn't in the beginning. It was kind of like once she kind of came into herself, mm-hmm. she started pushing the envelope a little bit more. Once she had the, the, the air, she was like, you can't get rid of me now, bitches. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I'm walking my underwear. Go. Even if yeah. we get divorced, I'm still the mother to the next king of England. So Right. What or, are you going to you know, do? What are you going to do? Turns out they had her killed. Yeah, or, yeah. if you listen to it. But, you know, I was thinking about that today, too. So, you know, there's the theories that um, Diana, the, the queen, had her killed and all that stuff. She may have, she may not. Who knows? The queen's got a lot of secrets in that hair and that purse that we don't know about. <laughs> but she carries all her secrets. All of her secrets in her hair. She's like, <laughs> that purse. Uh, she's like Jessica Wiener. <laughs> Gretchen Wiener. Gretchen Wiener. Gretchen yeah. Wiener. And like um, only only the corgis know the truth. That's right, and and they're all dying off. Did you know she doesn't have any more yeah. corgis? Well, she is like, you know. Oh my god, that was the saddest thing. Yeah, so I read that, I read that the queen's corgis are just dying off, and she's not replacing them because she doesn't want anybody else to have to take care of them after she dies. Well, she knows Charles is not going to do it. He's too busy being stupid. I guess Camilla's still a bitch. Yeah. Um, I feel like Harry would take them. Oh, Harry definitely would. Remember he said when he met, when Meghan first came to the uh, meet the Queen and all that stuff, he said the corgi that's been barking at him his whole life went up to Meghan and like laid in her lap. He's like, I like you. And he's like, really? I- I've been here. I mean, you know, he kicks the puppy or something. I don't know. <laughs> this is the taste of the conversation we would have once the new season of The Crown comes out. So exactly. Be, be ready for that. <laughs> but she, um, so yeah, so maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But she really has latched on to the boys, I think, in a good way. Like, she's the grandmother that they may not have had before all this. Mm -hmm. I think Diana's death really shook the queen to her core. I think it really kind of made her a better person in a way. Yeah. Because she kind of was more in tune to what her people wanted, which is what she should be. Uh, You know, you just see pictures of her and the boys, like when William's there and all of his royal... um, army or whatever attire yeah um, attire and you know she walks by him and he's smiling big and she's kind of <laughs> grinning and stuff i mean come on i know i don't i don't think the queen 30 years ago would have done that no i don't um, think so but yeah. i like it I, yeah I, you know i know a lot of people don't and everybody's always surprised that i love the queen as much as i do because they're like really 
You don't it, like that kind of stuff, but I'm like... It's- I know, and it has taken me years to understand why you care so much. And I really didn't care until The Crown, but... Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. let's... before <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about The Prince yeah. and Princess and The Hell with Johnny Versace and yeah. Andrew Cronin. Before we start talking about some Italian fashion royalty... Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how you should go subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes, for the love of Jesus, please. Uh, rate and review us. If you leave us a review, we will read it out on the podcast, give you mm-hmm. a big shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, and go follow us on Instagram, binge watch with us, all one word. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Yes. Uh, and then we also have an email address, you know, if you're like more into, uh, I don't know, formal letters, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Binge watch with us at gmail.com. Please, because I'll be the first one to read them and then I will wake Pickles up at 6 a.m. and be like, we got an email. Yeah, that happened this will... week. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. remember why now. But that was important stuff. Yeah. I don't don't wake you up for stupid stuff. I will never wake you up because my hair looks good or anything We We only call each other if someone has died. (laughs) And I didn't call you. I texted you. Yeah. And we only text each other first thing in the morning if it's good. Bad news can wait till like 10. (laughs) Well, we've called if it's really bad news. I know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, do you want (laughs) to... And everybody's left, and they're like, God, what happened to this show? This is show? so depressing. Um, <laughs> so we watched The Assassination of Gianni Versace. Versace. And mm-hmm. um, I did not do my typical amount of research on this, as I normally do, because I am relying solely on your memory and your <laughs> obsession with this murder. Um, so this episode's already over. Yes. That's all my knowledge. It's all about Princess Diana. Goodbye. I texted Lisa. Week. Yeah, I texted Lisa that earlier today. I was like, just FYI, like I'm not doing a ton of of reading and stuff on this. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's really risky, but yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, so let's let's just kind of dive right in. So Andrew Kunanen, who was like twenty seven, I think, at the time, uh, killed Johnny Versace. I don't think anybody still knows why. There's a lot of theories I've heard, but I don't think, of course, anybody's inside his head. And of course, he took the coward's way out and shot himself, so Uh, we'll never know. What did you think of the show? The show, I really like. I've watched it twice. It's done by the same guy who does American Horror, so really there's absolutely nothing he could do to make me turn off the TV. Uh But I know a lot of people are upset because... You think it's going to be more about Johnny Versace as opposed to Andrew Cunanan. Yeah. So it is a little deceiving. But again, if this guy hadn't killed Johnny Versace, we'd never have heard of him. Yeah. I liked it too. There, I I did, you just like with American Horror Story, there were some parts of it that I had problems with. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, I don't know that I loved all of the parts about uh, Gianni and Donatella. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of wasn't expecting the show to be about that, and I feel like I feel like they made it about Gianni and Donatella because that was all the factual information that they had, and all <laughs> of that was from Donatella's point of view. So it's like, yeah. of, of course, it's gonna that story is gonna be a little bit skewed to 
to make herself look better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anything about Donatella. So I know she's been married twice. I know she was heavily into drugs at one point. I mean, it was the 90s. Who wasn't? Well, yeah. Well, 80s and 90s. Because let's face it, she's not a young lady. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right in some respects. Because, you know, and that was the other thing. Because people, I, I, you know, because it's on Netflix. And I'm a member of a Facebook group called Streamerinos, I think. Which is the murderinos who stream stuff constantly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and as soon as something hits like this, it's all anybody's talking about. And so, like I said, they were upset because it really wasn't about Gianni. You know, some of it just felt like it went on and on and on. And did we really need to know all this? And I think we do for Andrew Cunanan. Yes. You know, it's one of those things where murders, is it, are they born a murder? Are they born bad? Or is it something that happens to them? Yeah. And you know, as murderinos were like, if they were dropped on the head? Yep. They're going to murder somebody. If they, what is it, their mother's overly protective or their father's overly protective? Well, the McDonald triad is is head injury, bedwetting, and then arson or animal cruelty. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, he didn't But have there to... is, there is, so that's, so the overprotective parent is not part of the triad, but there is sort of a theme throughout yes. the more famous serial killers of yes. having over one or two overbearing parents. Yeah. Especially in the men. I mean, for Jesus. Yeah. I'm listening to The Assassination of Johnny Versace by Maureen Orth, O-R-T-H. Yes. And I believe she was a writer for Vanity Fair. Yes. So I did actually read a couple articles. I was super bored at work this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did read a couple of articles on Vanity Fair because Boy, oh boy, do they put out some really good stuff sometimes. Vanity Fair is one of my favorite fashion magazines because of that. But not even, I mean, guys, if you're into true crime, go mm-hmm. literally just Google Vanity Fair true crime. And the mm-hmm. articles, the columns that are written are just amazing. Yeah. Like, That's very what... well written, very mm-hmm. well, and they, they pick great topics. Mm-hmm. When I'm really having trouble sleeping at night, that's that's one of my Google searches is Vanity <laughs> Fair, True Crime, just to see what kind of articles I can find. They're just really good yeah. articles. But yeah, so she was a writer for Vanity Fair. She was mm-hmm. one of the first ones to cover uh, Andrew Cunanan's story. She's, she tried to put things together because, mm-hmm. I mean, and one thing that the show, I feel like it, it portrays really well is that nobody really gave a shit. Because he mm-hmm. was gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the story wasn't really covered uh, the way that it should have been. I, I, unfortunately, I kind of did a, a a lot of watching this week, I guess, and listening to and reading about um, the AIDS epidemic because I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody last night. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I get really insanely angry about it because we could have done so much more to stop this before it became such a massive thing, but nobody cared. It was killing off the fags and nobody cares what happens to them. And it's just heartbreaking to think of all the great people we lost because of people's beliefs that they don't matter. They're gay. They don't matter. I think Um, just like street uh, sex workers. Yeah. I think sex workers right now, I think sex workers, that frame of mind is changing a lot slower Mm-hmm. than it did with the AIDS epidemic. But also, you can kind of compare it now to the opioid epidemic. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Nobody's trying to fix it. I mean, the government now is 
finally stepping in because it's becoming like the number one killer of like people between 30 and 60 years old i don't know if that's true i'm just fucking making that up but she's strong she don't know it's 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 (laughs) it's a lower class problem so no one cares nobody care and i think they did like you said i think they did a good job of touching on that and i'm watching it in the beginning and this is probably my third or fourth time watching it and i just get so upset by the way Antonio is treated by the cops all that because it's like you know were you you know y'all weren't married so you're nobody Donatella treated him like he was a nobody even though he's with Gianni for 15 17 20 years whatever it was yeah yeah he doesn't he does he just basically did not matter did he really Um, commit suicide I tried to look that up, and I didn't see anything on it. He's still alive, so obviously oh. <laughs> it didn't take. Okay. But, you know, he could have done a suicide attempt. Oh, um, sure, I kind of yeah. wish he would have written a book. i totally buy that and devour it. I don't think Donatello would ever let him. Well, he could change names and call it fiction. Sure. Uh, yep. Like the Devil Wears Prada. Or, but, uh, what's the other one? Um, if I did yeah. it by O.J. Simpson. <laughs> O.J. Simpson. Yeah. So I'm listening to the book, and I wanted to be, I wanted to finish it, but it, I'm only about a third of the way through. But his mom and dad are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, Crazy. The show barely touches on it. Okay, so let's let's talk about Andrew Kunanen for a little bit. Do we have to? No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay, so... I have many questions. I, of course, I have no recollection of any of this. I was oh, I remember it. Yeah. to the day. I think I still have my death. I have a death box um, where famous people that I really just are part of my lives have Lisa, died. That's so morbid, isn't it? And I call it a death box, and I, and I still have it. I it was one of the first things I took out with Katrina. Like, oh my I god. And it's got a bunch of stuff from when Diana died. I, I probably have a book or two of when Gianni died, uh, when Steve Irwin died. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah. And it's funny. I don't really do that anymore, but back in the day. I yeah. Was, so I, I have lots of questions about him, and I'm hoping that you can answer them. Because I understand, and the show even says, like, you know, some of this stuff is imagined because both of the people who were there are not here anymore. So we had to make this up. But was Andrew really this insufferable? I think he was. I just, have you ever in your life met anyone like this man? Yes. Me too. I know one person. I know one person too, and we used to work with that person. (laughs) Oh, I disagree on that. Um... (laughs) And not that this person is, like, violent or scary or anything. I just think they're completely full of shit. Yeah. No, unfortunately, especially at this age, I'd be like, you're full of shit. And I cannot even stand to be in the same room with you. I don't have time for it anymore. I can't. I am not in my 30s or my 20s. I'm too old. But then... But then the show shows, like, his childhood, and so he would say things like, you know, oh, my parents gave me the master bedroom, which right away I was like, that's, I'm calling bullshit on that. And then Mm -mm. turns out that his parents really did give him the master. That's insane. Yeah, well, his dad did. The part I'm at now is when Andrew has graduated from high school, I think he's just met the architect guy. Yeah. I forgot his name. I, I don't remember all the murder victims' names. He was an American Horror Story. So, yes. I, you didn't tell me. Yes, I did. No, I don't think you did that. Half of this cast was from American Horror Story. And here's my first yes. problem with that. So, the guy who plays the 
architect, whatever his name is. His name is Cody in real life. He yes. played the Antichrist in this last American Horror. Didn't like him. I know, but a boy, I love Didn't him. Didn't like him, but I really liked him in this show. Yeah, well, really, in the anti in the last American Horror, he could have been Andrew Cunanan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so and then so then they also have their buddy who was in the military, who played Dandy. I love him on American so much. Horror Story. And so when that guy Did- showed up, I'm like, oh, he's a serial killer too. And I kept having to disassociate American Horror Story with all the actors on this because they've all played complete and utter psychopaths on American Horror Story. You know how much I love Dandy. I, I love him. God, he's so gorgeous. Yeah. God, he's so pretty. But yeah, he's I liked so Cody a lot better. I, I wish mm-hmm. I had seen him in this show before mm-hmm. I watched him in American Horror Story. I think I would have yeah. appreciated him more in American Horror Story mm-hmm. had I seen this first. I'm actually going after this. I'm going to watch the episode where Jessica Lange character comes back in the last season because it's like my favorite episode ever. But yeah, so in the book, they kind of start with, um, he's been killed, or Andrew shot himself, and how the mom and dad reacted to it, which is, how much money can I make? Mm-hmm. His mom is cuckoo bananas. That's a medical term. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's seriously mentally ill, probably her whole life, definitely since she married Andrew's father. Andrew's father was abusive to her. She supposedly spent money like crazy. Andrew's father once said that his wife is a mother to four children, but he's only a father to three because he believes that she cheated on him all the time because he was in the military. So that's true. His dad was actually in the military um, and, and retired and did become a stockbroker and was shit at it and did leave the country. But it's like his mom, to, I, I'm assuming she's still alive. Andrew did not do it. The father says Andrew did not do it. Like, I think his mom says the mob and I think his dad says probably the mob too like, yeah they're like he didn't i know my son i'm like bullshit you know no. you you hightailed it when he was like in high school so you don't know him yeah really. yeah his mom was crazy she had really bad postpartum when andrew was born uh but they also doted on him and his sister who's he's the youngest so she's the one i guess a middle child i don't know when you have four she's the second to youngest really doted on them and the older two they're like i don't I literally don't care what happens to them. His dad abused her all the time, but he really was like that. She was very narcissistic, and the father was, and they both lied constantly, so no wonder. That's what I was going to say. Having mm-hmm. those favorite children like that is really a sign of narcissistic parent. Mm-hmm. And I just read the other day, I, came, I was reading on Reddit, and I just came across uh, the narcissist's prayer. Have you ever heard this? No. It's like, that didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And if it was, that's not a big deal. And if it is, it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. I think I have seen that. Isn't that the greatest? That's uh, as somebody with a narcissistic parent, I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. just take that and apply it to like the first 12 years of my life because that's exactly what I, yeah. I, so I do kind of feel for Andrew with that. Growing up with a narcissistic parent is so confusing, especially for a child. It's so confusing because growing up, your parents are God. But, mm-hmm. when, but when your parent thinks that they're God, 
ooh, mm. it's not mm. a good place to be. Yeah, my parents are God, so I yeah. well, literally have no idea what you're Your parents about. are angels. That's the <laughs> difference. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, but you knew they were being narcissists or one not of them until, being narcissists. Not uh, until... Well, not until, now. <laughs> yeah, I know ago. that now, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know like, oh, this is not right until I was about 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. But probably in the back of your mind you did, because what you did is you just kind of went about your day. And I think, I think they were the same. Yeah. Uh, your narcissist parent, because with Andrew's case, they did give him the master bedroom, and they did treat him like royalty. That did happen. When he talked about his mom bringing him lobster for lunch, that happened. That's crazy. Yes. Like, so when he, he was saying those things, I was like, this person is oh, so too. full of shit. Me too. I was like, he's just making it all up. He had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. He's full of shit. No, he, and I don't think it happened a lot, but, you know, Andrew, he'll dine off of one story for life. Well, because I was just going to say, like, buddy, like, just... Look, let me give you some advice. Just embrace it, okay? You were poor. <laughs> right. It sucked. Guess what? Builds personality, you know? Yeah. Well, because that's, that's Andrew's problem. Andrew had no personality. None. No. There was Mm-mm. nothing there. It was just like Mm-mm. a void. Mm-mm. And see, so his parents, both of them being narcissists, lavished him with gifts and catered to anything he would ever need. Whereas your parent that you're talking about probably didn't do any of that. You, I don't think you were lavish with gifts and put up on a pedestal and told how amazing you were. Uh, no, I was. I was the golden child. I was put up oh. on a pedestal. I was oh. identified as amazing and great until a point where mm-hmm. I decided to have my own personality. And then oh. they turned their back on me. And they were like, mm-hmm. you're not doing what I find is important anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're not the important one anymore. Yeah. And I, I feel like even through that part of my life where I was, it, there's a term for it, I was the golden child. Mm-hmm. I feel like even through that part of my life being that young, I was still like, this is fucked up. You're not supposed to like me better than the other ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so see, you knew it, where Andrew did not have that insight. That's what, mm-hmm. my, that's what my counselor calls it. My counselor calls it insight. Sure. No, I totally agree. I've always said you're an old soul. Guys, I'm like, drinking wine for like the first time in a while, so. <laughs> this is, and I'm on pain meds, so this is going to go off the charts. Welcome to my therapy sessions, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite therapy sessions. Well, can, let me lighten the, the mood up a little bit. Can I say that I think I would have loved to have been a gay man in the 90s? The I music mean, was fantabulous <laughs> loved it every song i was like oh i remember that song and i'm like yeah. dancing while dancing. i'm watching I'm like ah oh. yes yeah i would have loved the club the gay club scene in the 90s oh. God. uh my parents i don't think this is any big huge secret um are very liberal mm-hmm. and very open and so i'm very open i do not care if you're gay i don't care if you're trans I do care if you're a few things. If you're racist. Yeah. If you beat up children, animals, or the elderly, you're dog shit. Like that guy that they arrested for raping the vegetative woman. Oh my God. Did they catch? They caught him? They, well, they, they found who they thought it was. They did DNA testing. It's his DNA in that child. So now they've arrested them. But I'm getting really pissed off. Here's my feminist soapbox. Because they keep saying sexual assault, and I'm always replying, you spelled rape wrong. Yeah. That was not sexual assault. The woman's a veg. Yeah. You had sex with her. That's rape. Yeah. 
Anyways, so we had a neighbor. I think he babysat me a few times. Um, he's now a woman, so he was transgender. And I was young, six, seven, something like that. But I knew that he was gay. Sure. Even maybe I didn't know what was gay, but yeah. I knew he didn't like women. Yeah. And he probably would have been all over this thing because he lived in California at that time. I don't know if he'd had a sex change yet, but he was in San Francisco and stuff during all of that. Oh, so wow. He was probably like, woot, woot, and yeah. all that stuff. My grandmother, she lived alone, and she had these neighbors, and I think one of them was named Sonny. I can't remember the other one. This is when gays couldn't marry. This is in Central Florida. It's so crazy. Like, the show mentions that a few times. Like, when Andrew proposed to the architect, and the architect was like, that's illegal. Like, yeah. It's so weird to think that a man proposing to another man was what? You you could go to jail? You could go to jail, but it wouldn't be official. It's so weird that, like, the term illegal was used. Yeah, yeah well, it's, mm. anyway, Anyways. sorry. But, yeah, so she had two uh, gay men living next door to her. And they took very good care of her because I just think the gays are better people. (laughs) They take care of their bodies because they're just more in tune to stuff. But they took awesome care of her. And I believe Sonny was his name. And he came down with AIDS. And she went to their funeral. And she took care of him. And she never was like, Mm. oh, my God, you have AIDS. Run away from it. That's why I get so mad about the way the, the gay men were treated during the AIDS epidemic. I remember it. You don't. No, oh, um, no, I have no recollection of it at you, all. You were no. born at the en- end of when it was really, really bad. Yeah. But I remember it, and people were dying, and if they had those lesions on them, uh, people would just so run. And so Andrew had AIDS, right? I don't think Andrew had AIDS. Because the show makes it a point to show a lesion on his leg twice. Oh, you know, they did. So maybe, I don't know, the book doesn't mention it, but they yeah. do talk about when he went out to... I think it was San Francisco. There was a study done and they were saying that at the time gay men had said they had like, I don't know, a hundred sexual partners a year. Andrew heard that and was like game on. Wow. And went crazy. Wow. So, so if he didn't, I'd be surprised. Was he really um a mistress? Um, yes. They haven't gotten into it yet, but he, he's dabbling in it. Okay. So he, I don't think he's gone full-on escort, Mm -hmm. but he's definitely dabbled in it. If he could have just been happy with that, you know, if he he just hadn't Mm -hmm. screwed that up, Mm -hmm. I think he could have been really good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he probably would have been able to make a life out of it. Maybe changing partners every you know, few years or every several years or whatever, but Mm -hmm. if he had, if, if he could have just found happiness in that. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, would have survived. Well, yeah, and they talk about that kind of in the book that there were signs and kind of like if his father would have ever kind of said something to him or kind of put a stop to it, all this could have been avoided. Like I said, his parents are first-class assholes. They're horrible. Um, And Andrew just, he just didn't know any better and he didn't want to learn. He... He's very much the entitled white male, except for he's not white. <laughs> right. Well, he definitely he, has that entitlement. Which is so funny. So instead of being Filipino, he decided to be Italian. And it's like, what an odd, it's just so odd to change well, from one thing to another. Not, not, that, not that there's any similarity between the two, but what difference does it make if you're Filipino or Italian? To me, they're both 
equally both looked down on and appreciated. Well, and the thing is, too, if you have you looked at his real what he looks like in real life or did look like Andrew Cunanan? Yeah, he looks Filipino. I mean, there's no doubt in my yeah. mind. I was like, you're not Italian. Who ever? What? So you're not Italian. I read that he could have been diagnosed with uh, delusions of grandeur, <laughs> which is not something that's always found in narcissists. Yeah. But people with delusions of grandeur are usually narcissists. Oh, yeah. Or, no, totally. Or it's often found in schizophrenics, psychopaths, <laughs> and people suffering from bipolar disorder. So let's talk about that. Okay. What do you think he had? Um, I mean, what do you think he was? I think that he was an obsessive-compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. And I think that he was a liar because he had no personality. So everything he mm-hmm. made, everything that came out of his mouth was mm-hmm. made up because there was mm-hmm. nothing behind it. Yeah. I do think that he might have been, he might have been a psychopath because Mm -hmm. the way that the murders are portrayed in the show. Yes. He had no feeling there. Like there was no no understanding Mm -mm. of the difference between life and death. Mm -mm. But I also do think that he could have been bipolar because I also would think that he's sort of a spree murderer. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, if he was in a, in, a, in a manic state, if he was on the upswing yeah. of a bipolar mm-hmm. scale, mm-hmm. then yeah, this could this it could yeah. be that. So I don't know. Uh, but it's interesting. Yeah, I, it definitely is. And it's funny because when I'm reading the book or listening to it, because we all know I'm lazy, they talk about like, you know, like I said, like the, the bringing the lobster in, he was, to, he was trying to impress a friend and they're like, how did you get lobster? And he's like, I called my mom and told her to be here at this time. And voila, yeah. his mom shows up with lobster yeah. and she was Italian. Um, so that's maybe, I mean, if anything, he's, he's both, he's Italian and Filipino. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. One or the other. And he just, he wanted the good life. He thought. It was owed to him and everything. Being poor builds character, okay? And and the thing is, and they talked about it with his friends and stuff in high school, and he never had people over because they did live in a really big house that they couldn't afford. Yeah. Uh, But they didn't, you know, it's a big house. It looks nice, but there's really nothing in it. It's empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, this whole show, man, the whole time I was watching it, uh... I don't know if maybe I just didn't, I had a bad week this week, but the whole time I was watching it, man, I had just had a pit in my stomach. And I think, you know what it is? I am such a bad liar (laughs) that everything that came out of his mouth made me so nervous because I was like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, nope, you got to get caught. You got to, don't say that. And see, I don't think myself as a liar, but I think I'm good with the white lies. Okay. Like at work. You know how, you know how I am at work. Like I'm not. white lie to me. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Mm-mm. Maybe it's just at work. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like... Yeah, no, you are. You you are yeah. very you are very nice to people that I know for a fact you don't like. No, not at all. <laughs> not that you're fake, but that's something that you have to do to survive in an to. office environment. Yeah, you yeah. do. And so, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. You have to. And especially yeah. where we work, you really have to. Yeah. I mean, or you could just, I'm just mean to people, but, but you're yeah. more popular than I am. So... <laughs> Well, and I do kind of have people reporting to me. Yeah. Where you yeah. don't. So it's kind of like you have to Not me. bounce off. I can just all be those. mean to people. I work in my own little my own little yeah. corner. So nice. Yeah, I mean, and he does meet that the lady. I, I can't remember her name. 
that he lives with her and her husband. Oh, that poor love. I mean, and oh. she did. He was their godparents to both her kids. Oh. Um, so her parents were like Mormons or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. She got married too young. So they had like two houses and the parents wanted Andrew to be near them so he could keep an eye on her. I, don't, I literally don't know. Really? Yeah. So he lived like rent free a lot. He knew people that were rich so he could kind of bum off of. They said that Andrew would go out partying with $5.30 in his pocket and come back with $5. Wow. So he was a con artist. On top yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, and that that is something um, in my own personal experience. I've found that people with bipolar disorder are mm-hmm. super manipulative. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm thinking about, about that, about how he had no money and lived this lavish lifestyle, but mm-hmm. also how he made his parents basically do his bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of manipulation. So I think maybe well, I'm I'm deciding more bipolar now. Well, and I don't think he made them. I think they wanted to. I don't think he really made them. I think it, you know, he was God to them. He was the favorite okay. child. So if he says. Your parents would bring you lobster at school. Oh, would God, though. No. Yes, they would. They're, your parents would bring you lobster at school. But the difference is, is that you would never want them Oh, yeah. To go no. out of their way to do that. Mm-mm. And if they did, it would have to be for something damn important. Right. you were poor, too, growing up. You, I mean, but what I'm saying is you wouldn't yeah. do that to them. Oh, God, no. I yeah. never would have done that because my parents worked for a living. Right, I exactly. when I was a kid because I was sick all the time. And I can't even imagine how they did it because I right. was sick all the time. And somebody had to stay with me. And I'm like, how much PTO did you have? I know. Did you just not, I mean, did you just not get paid? I yeah. literally have never asked those questions. But, um... So far, what I've gotten to, everything that you see on the show about Andrew is pretty spot on. He basically just drained people. And when they were no use <sighs> to him anymore, he moved on. Gross. Um, the, the interesting thing about this is, like I said in the beginning, if he hadn't killed Gianni Versace, one, he might still be on the run. He might still be out there. Two, we never would have heard of him. Right. But also, and I've, every article I've read, they hinted at it a lot in the show, is whether or not he actually met Johnny Versace before he killed him. Yeah, so the article that I read on Vanity Fair was kind of a review of what that writer, Orth, is that her last name? O-R-T-H. Yeah, Orth, um, Mm -hmm. kind of the stuff that she found. There are reports of them being together, And then there's a report of, like, the person who was standing next to that person, and they were like, no, he wasn't there. Uh, But Mm -hmm. they kind of of came to the conclusion that the gay community high-class circles were so small that they probably did know each other. Well, and so it so in the book, you know, but we're ne- par- we'll never know because Donatella shut that shit down so oh, fast. She did, but from what the book says, which is probably close to the Vanity Fair article, is that it, you're right. It was it's very the VI, VIP of the gays is was not that big back then, and that Andrew had a friend who got tickets to a VIP thing at one of the bars, yeah, and they got to go behind the rope. Andrew, being Andrew. Went right up to Johnny Versace and was kind of like talking to him and stuff. Johnny's like, have I met you before? And he's like, oh, yeah, you, oh, I'm, you did meet me. I'm so flattered, but you met me at blah, blah, you know, some so, bullshit yes. thing. And so Johnny's like, oh, I did. But they said in the book, supposedly eyewitness, is that when Johnny was interested in somebody, he yeah. would make some... That was like the question he asked. He would, me. Don't he I would know say, you from "Do somewhere? I know you?" And they would mm-hmm. go, "Yeah." He would say, "Yes, yes, I remember you from Lake Como." 
Yes, that was it. Yeah, and so Andrew, knowing damn well he's never been to, like, Como, sort of called Gianni on the bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you want to act like you know me? All right, buddy. Like, I'm in the ring with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And was like, yes, I'm so glad you remember. Like, Como, blah, blah, blah. Which Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, when I think of, like, Como, I think of George Clooney. Because, like, that's where his house is. (laughs) Could you imagine George Clooney and Gianni Versace being neighbors? Yes, I could. Just, uh, just with uh, for five, now. for yeah. five minutes to see them sitting at like a brunch together out mm-hmm. on a porch. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but just from reading the book and seeing this and reading articles, I really do think they at least met once. Acquaintances. Acquaintances. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think that Gianni Versace invited them to the opera. I don't think they had that moment, and I certainly no. don't think there was the follow up later on when no. Gianni was putting clothes on him or whatever he was buying a suit for. I don't think any of that happened. No, I don't think any of that happened. I think happened. this initial thing definitely happened. Yeah. But it's one of those things because Donatella... She's, she's not going to let you know, yeah. She's a tough lady. Has <laughs> now, now that the climate has changed, has she come out more about her brother? I don't think so. Oh, jeez. Get with the times, lady. I think she's fine with him being gay and coming out. She's fine with that. But I think as far as recognizing his longtime partner, I think as far as the sexual escapades that maybe went on, I think all that she still would not admit to this day. I don't know why, but when you just said that, I was like, sexual escapades, that sounds like so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) through the sprinklers. (laughs) Um, Um, Okay, well, let's... What did you think of Selma Hayek as... Donatella Versace. So Donatella, who will never, ever, ever listen to this podcast, is not very feminine looking. Right, yeah. Selma Hayek is feminine looking. Beautiful. To the core. She's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, Donatella's body. Great. Um, even to this day, I think I think she's very toned. Yeah. She's Italian. She's tan. She takes care of herself. She made choices with that hair. She did. She has stuck to that choice. Girl, I think it's okay color. to change your mind, Donatella. We don't have yeah. to be platinum blonde anymore. No. I, I don't know why. I, I just, that's so, it, to me, it's so 80s. I was very distracted in the first episode by the fake teeth yes. that Penelope wore. Yes. Right? It was Penelope? No. Is it Selma Hayek? No, it's not Selma Hayek. <laughs> it's Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Delete all of that. Damn. <laughs> so what we should what, so, so what should we start with? Oh, it's uh, okay. We'll leave it in. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Spanish. Donatella, yes. who is Italian. It's not that big of a difference. You know how I know because Spain is in Europe and so is Italy. <laughs> Are they next door to each other or on opposite sides? They're the both continent? in Europe. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was really distracted by the the fake teeth that they had her wear. And yes. in the first episode, you could really hear it. Yeah, uh, You could hear her, like, tongue hitting that thing. And then mm-hmm. that was it. After that first episode, it got a lot better. And I, I didn't really notice it after that. And see, for me, it was the hair in the face all the time to shield herself. I was like, bitch, you say that around 45 people guarding you with umbrellas and sunglasses on. Yeah. Do you really need to put your hair in your face? How did you not fall? I would have fallen dead <laughs> on the street. I'd have broken my neck and they'd been like two uh, Versace's die on the yeah. same steps. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is another thing I want to bring up. 
I don't know if it's true. Did she really come in and there was still blood all over the sidewalk? Because, I mean, after a certain amount of time, that crime scene is no longer valid. So somebody should have wiped that shit up. No, they didn't wipe it up. And I and I only know this because I literally Googled, this is so awful, Andrew Kunan and crime scene pictures last night. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> they actually lifted the marble up out of the stairs. and took, They had to. Yeah, the marble slaps with them. So, yeah, yeah, I think that the blood probably was still there because I don't think that they had on hand what they needed to remove a marble slab out of a yeah. front step. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to see Andrew Cunanan in this crime scene, meaning what happened to him in his aftermath. But I did the uh, Versace because I wanted to see yeah. was this, that, and the other that happened. Yeah. And I did read that some of the stuff, like when he was dead, and there was a crowd of people standing around. Like there was some stoner guy who took a Polaroid picture. Yeah, you can find it online. It's super easy. And I think the couple that had the Vogue magazine. That dipped in his blood. I think that happened too. Oh, God. Which I'm like, and this kind of is like to me, I'm like, God, no wonder where we're at. I know. I know. I mean, you yeah. see all this stuff and you're like, somebody it's... died and your first thought is, let me go wipe up their blood so I can have it forever. And I'm like, so disrespectful. I, I know. So disrespectful. Like, I would totally be around a crime scene. Don't get me wrong. If somebody died just because, more because I'd like to see the process. Sure, yeah. But, or maybe, I mean, I hate to say this, but, you know, it's a, it's a famous person, so we're sure, always yeah. watching. But to do any of that or to grab a plant yeah. or, you know, some memorabilia is... is, is it's sick. morbid, but... It's very morbid. Humans are morbid. We're weird, man. This is why uh, Manson made stuff out of his hair and probably sold it for a bajillion dollars. And I, so, and I say that, I, I call them morbid as I ask you, but did you see Andrew Cunanan's crime scene pictures? I did not. Oh, I did. I it's not that bad. It's not as bad um, as you would think for somebody who shot themselves in the head. We, and this is the dumbest thing, but I Googled <laughs> it because I wanted to know... <laughs> Did you want to know if he was as messy as he was in the house? I wanted to know if he really did grow a beard. Because <laughs> in the show, the, the character grows a beard. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he really did have a beard. Why? I don't know, man. These um, are the th- Look, I've been drinking a lot of red wine lately. Yeah. And yeah, he did. He did. He grew a beard at the end. Yeah. I mean, what? But it's so odd that well, he it- shaved his head, but not his face. Men are weird. What do you... I don't know. And, and to me, you know, he always seemed to be, when he was on a high, let's say, or when he was not, you know, puking in public toilets and stuff, that he was very clean. Yeah, so one of one of the things that I read was that part of the reason that the breakup with the, um, like, kind of the contracted relationship he had mm-hmm. with the wealthy older man, part of the reason for the breakup was that he got too comfortable and he got a little, he got a little heavier. Mm-hmm. I guess that this man, maybe rightfully, I don't know, thought, you know, if you're a kept boyfriend, you have to at least go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And Andrew didn't feel that he needed to. So mm-hmm. he kind of was not really turned on by it anymore. So he did well, get a little a little pudge. Here's the thing. If you're a kept person, meaning you don't have to lift a that's finger. That's your job. That's your job. You better look nice. Yeah. That's what you signed on for. And if you don't think that's the reason, then you obviously need to go right now. Um, I'm sorry. Sugar daddies and stuff, if you don't think you have to have sex with them, I don't know where I, life has look, failed you. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, you sign on to those relationships to somebody take care of you. You yeah. should set ground rules. Yeah, but I mean, but Andrew was such a narcissist that he thought he deserved all of it. And mm-hmm. he, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. And he literally ate too much cake. <laughs> and I can't wait to get into the book to see about the guy. I think the one where he broke up, where he got the house for him and yeah. designed it and all that stuff. I can't wait to see if some of that's true. Meaning, did he really have his friends buy him better gifts and crazy stuff like oh that? Oh my did God, he really that is all, so insane. All the, and then have, um, oh God, the one guy... Um, that was a real nice guy that was married to, uh, Judith Light, who did the perfume. Mm-hmm. That guy who he killed, which tore me up. Um, nobody knows, man. Nobody's really sure. But I have to say this. I think that the storyline that the show presented is believable enough. Yeah. I do Not, Nothing was so far-fetched that I had mm-hmm. to question other people's motives. Mm-mm. I always questioned him because I'm like, you're an insane person. I don't understand mm-hmm. what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but I can understand why the other men were in those situations. Mm-hmm. Especially the one the the one guy, the first person that he killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the young military guy who was, I mean, this poor guy was beaten to death with a claw hammer. And it's so mm-hmm. violent compared to the rest of his murders. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he shot Johnny and Gianni and then he shot, um, uh, what's his name? The guy that he really loved. I can't think of his name. I think he called him Chris. Was his name Chris? I don't know. He shot Anyways. him, and then, but then he did beat to death Judith's husband, right? Is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Well... No, I I read again. You know, we're all we're going off the internet, so facts are not part of our show. No research. We don't do research. That he actually slit his throat and okay. not pound him to death. All right. With so concrete. the first murder was the most violent, and I am going to speculate that that is because he was in the navy, just like his dad. Well, yeah, and he thought him and the love of his life were having an affair behind yeah. his back. So combine those two things together. The love of his life is with somebody who's in the Navy, which reminds him of his dad who left him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. to hate this man. But God, he's so pretty. And, Finn, yeah. uh, Finn is so pretty. Yes. Yeah, be- they, they had a lot of beautiful actors. In they really show. did. You know, with the older men, especially, and it's so funny, I'm watching this, and I'm like, God, this wasn't that long ago, and why were gays treated so badly still? Why were all these old men still in the closet and stuff? And then I'm like, oh my God, this is really like 21 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I know. And I always think of like, once I was out of high school, that we were so much more accepting uh, as a whole, Yeah. Um, the gay community, but we really weren't. I no. mean, we were more accepting as the fact that we didn't beat them up on the streets, because yeah. they were gay, somewhat, but not as accepting at, with these old men coming out of the closets at 80 or 70 or mm-hmm. whatever. And the way, like I said, um, Antonio was treated by the cops. Oh, so sad. And Donna Teller herself. Shame on you. You're hey. in the fashion industry. <laughs> but you know what? Good for Ricky Martin for, for you know, finding a, God bless him. You know, the right place for him. I guess. Let me, I had a friend who loved the, the boy band he was in. Uh-huh. Did you know he was in a boy band? Menudo. Menudo. Menudo, I knew it. She loved him. When I first started seeing him, when he came out, uh, what, maybe around the, the 90s or 2000s. No, he came he's... out in the, in the 2000s. 
But when he came up with that song, you know, when he started getting popular oh, again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was like, oh, he turned gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and nobody like else thought. Sh- it was like when Sheldon Cooper came out of the closet. I was like, okay. Duh. But then I was like, bravo, Sheldon yeah, Cooper. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm always so excited when they come out of the closet now. But um, I, I agree with you that the older men keeping it such a secret in some ways was very, uh, very believable, I think. My only other comment on this show is that I did not like that it was shot backwards. And that's another <laughs> problem that I had with this past season of American Horror Story. And it was mm-hmm. the same team of people. Yeah. I don't, I, I think it's such a cop-out mm-hmm. storytelling-wise. I'm already having to try to keep up and understand everything that's going on. <laughs> don't make me go backwards in my head. Well, and I'd be okay if they started with the shooting of Versace and kind of that part of it. Yeah. And then started from the beginning. Sure. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that every single episode went backwards and backwards and backwards. Because I feel like if they had told it in chronological order, some of the moments that they chose to show on the show would have been more impactful. Like Mm -hmm. when he, when Andrew comes to Miami and he meets his sort of friend, not really. And um, the guy... (laughs) The guy asks, yeah, the guy asks him like, you know, have you lost anybody? And he's mean into AIDS, and Andrew says, um, "Yeah, two people. One of them was my best friend." Had I, and I at that point did not know that mm-hmm. he murdered his best yeah. friend. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that moment would have been more impactful. I would have had a better understanding of how sinister he was if mm-hmm. I had seen the murder first and then mm-hmm. heard him tell this man that. Well, and especially if they would have started off with the second to the last episode where it's his childhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw that in there before, please, so I can understand. Yeah, yeah I mean, overall, I loved it. I loved uh, Penelope Cruz throughout. Kind of made Donatella a little bit more um, down to earth, I guess. Human. Human, yeah, because I only remember, I remember when she wore that dress um, that Versace made for with the belts and everything. I remember when that happened, and I remembered it was all over every fashion thing ever. I did look up pictures of that, mm-hmm. um, and I, that was that, that was super badass dress. And then I also saw pictures of Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. wearing either uh, the same dress or a super similar dress. Probably super similar. Which is awesome because it's like, so he made this, when was that, like mid-90s had to be, and you mm-hmm. can throw it on a fashion icon now, and it's still a beautiful dress. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's where, not necessarily the, the ready-to-wear for the masses, because I don't really like Gianni Versace or Versace's line. I find it a lot too busy and too this, that, and the other, but the yeah. stuff for the catwalk it's stunning. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's stunning, but the other stuff, I'm like, yeah. which is which is just my personal taste, but I don't like it. Yeah. Um, at all. Um, but he and, was and which, very. Talented. What t-shirt are you wearing today? Oh, I'm wearing the uh, my favorite murder. Uh, get a job, buy your own shit, and stay out of the forest. Mm-hmm. Andrew Cunanan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Get a job, buy your own shit, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, he's been dead for twenty yeah. years. Yeah, he was only 27, almost 28 when he died. That age, man, so that's 27. That's when, it, that's when it happens. Do you want to do Obsession Session? Uh, Yeah, you go first. Okay. Uh, my, I watched a couple of really good things this week uh, that I do want to share with you guys. I watched Abducted in Plain Sight. Everybody's talking about that. Correct. 
Crazy. I need to watch it. C A H R A Z Y. Crazy. This poor love. Look, all I'm going to say is that it involves aliens. And uh, yeah. Oh, I just feel so bad for these people. It's 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 super sad, you guys. I was really depressed this week. People, I know, I've been watching like a lot of uh, serial killer, yeah. uh, murderer stuff more than normal this week. I feel it's like. January. It's cold. It's dark all the time. We're just bummed out. Um, yeah, I'm just bummed out. Yeah, okay, we're just so like what, a murder hole. Um, I also started watching The Innocents. Oh, yeah. I guess it's, like, English. I Look, man, I can't ever tell the difference between English and Irish. But there's also, like, Swedish people in it. It's very interesting. It's kind of sci-fi. Yeah. It's about mm. shapeshifters. But there's also, oh. like, um, teenage love. It's oh. very serious. Very serious. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, really liked that. What else? Did I watch them? Oh! <gasps> I watched the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. I, I have not watched the one on Hulu, just on Netflix. I can't wait to watch that. Lisa. Wait. What? My husband walked in and he was like, I, he walked in like maybe, I guess it was like 45 minutes left. And like I said, he doesn't watch anything. But mm-hmm. he is very into the music scene. Like that's like his scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, DJs and, and all that stuff. So he's actually in the other room writing music right now. And mm-hmm. so he walked, so he, he knew about this. And yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't understand how this happens. And I, like, tapped the sofa. I'm like, come have a seat. <laughs> so, and he was like, what? like, the both of us were just, it, it was like watching a car accident mm-hmm. in such slow motion. Yeah. I, it was unbelievable how this just all, and I wouldn't even say it was a scam. Mm-hmm. I would say it's 50% scam and 50% fell apart. Yeah. Just well, bad yeah. execution. This is what happens when you don't hire a, a good team around you. Because if, well, no, I don't even want to blame it on the team. There were lots of problems. And it's fascinating to see all the problems. Mm-hmm. That's definitely on my list. Both of those are on my list. But I had to watch what we're watching next week. Yes. As soon as I finished Andrew Cunanan. Because <laughs> there was no way I was going to be able to stay away from it. So that's what I watch. Can I say what it is? Can we tell them what we're doing next week? Yeah, because, no, we're definitely going to do it. Yeah. Okay. So we're, um, it's the uh, confession tapes, or is that what it's called? Confessions? The Ted Bundy tapes. The Ted Bundy tapes. Anybody, it's Ted Bundy. When I told you I had hurt my back and I was on painkillers earlier today, and you're like, do you want to push it off, the recording? And I was like, no, because I'm starting to get Bundy and... Uh, Kunanan mixed up. Yeah. They're very similar in a lot of ways. Oh, no. Great. So I'm going to have another pit in my stomach all week long. Well, you know what I think the pit of your stomach is from? Because I know I had it too watching that, especially when he was, uh, Andrew Kunanan was around the architecture and he had that dog. I was waiting for something to happen to that dog. Oh, my God. I was on the edge. I was like, you beat a man to death with a hammer. And I was like, ooh, that's gross. But when I thought something was going to happen to the dog, I was like, (sighs) I may, I may stop watching this. I'm it was that and the lying. I'm just mm-hmm. too nervous of a person to lie like that. Well, and you know, Ted Bundy is a narcissist too. He thinks a lot of himself. He's not maybe so entitled, that entitlement stuff that Andrew thought, but boy, he's pretty close to it. <laughs> so it's, I was starting to have a problem. Uh, Keeping them the straight. Cl- yeah, yeah. 
So, I really don't have an obsession session this week. I've just been kind of in the Andrew Cunanan thing. I want to try to finish this book up. So, that's where I was at. So, yeah. So, we're doing Ted Bundy next week. It's short. It's like four hours. For once, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah, for once. Yeah. Usually, I'm like, we can't record yet because I'm still watching it. But I'm already done. Look at that. I'm, I'm probably going to stream it again. Just, you know, just kind of do another round of it. Um keep it fresh okay guys go watch the ted bundy tapes and we'll be back next week to talk about that yay bye